Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Friday Show. It's the show that wishes it could play Newcastle every week. We have a very special pod lined up today, one wholly devoted to a very special player. Since arriving from Valencia in 2010, David Silva has made 306 Premier League appearances for the Blues, scoring 59 goals and making 92 assists. But statistics don't do justice to this extraordinary talent who has the balance of a Sabutio player and frankly is a one-man symphony of flicks, tricks and perfectly weighted passes. Bringing up stats when talking about Spanish Dave slash Merlin slash El Mago is like pointing out how many centimetres wide is the Taj Mahal. With David soon off to caress a ball elsewhere, we wanted to celebrate all that he is and all that he has given us. And I'm delighted to say that I'm joined today by Sir Howard of Hocking and a former City star who, like the subject matter, has also made us blues immeasurably proud of our club, Paul Lake. Firstly, hello Howard, how things? Uh, yeah, thanks very much for giving me a knighthood then when you introduced me and uh, thanks for inviting <laughs> me on the show. hope it's not too emotional talking about David though. Not quite, yeah. And uh, Paul, welcome to the show and thank you very much for joining us. No, it's a, it's a pleasure. I mean, you're talking about uh, David Silva. Um, it's it's someone that we could we could all the City fans speak about all night and it would be a pleasure to do so. Well, your wife Jo revealed to us this week that you're officially the biggest David Silva fan. Is this correct? <laughs> it is, and I'm I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not embarrassed at all about saying that. You know, <laughs> he's the he's the only player that um, uh, I don't collect shirts and I do that kind of thing. But he's the he's the only player that I've got a shirt which is framed, and it's going up in the um, in the room upstairs, and and uh, that is a statement indeed. Because uh, as a player, you know, an ex-player, you come across so many individuals that are you know like wonderful talents and and uh, iconic figures in in the game and in sport. Yeah. But no one has made that connection with me like David Silver. Well, before we begin, were you ever tempted to get Haji's shirt? No, no, I wasn't. Uh, not not really. I mean, they say it, you know, as a as a someone that I played against and. Uh, um, I actually nutmegged, so that was yes. my claim to fame. But, but by by comparison, as someone that has has made that emotional connection, and I'm, and, and like like any City fan, we've all got our favourite players over the years. Mm. But it is someone that I've just admired from afar, and and when someone's standards are so high, and yet the guy is just so humble, he just he just um, there aren't enough superlatives. There really aren't. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's start with the biggest question of all then. And we'll start with you, Paul. Where does David Silva rank among the all-time Manchester City greats? Well, again, it's 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 um it's a situation where we'll we'll reflect to City fans around um, people that have have been iconic for us for different reasons. You know, mm. we've all had our favourites over the years, and you know, uh, again, I, I've loved them: um, Colin Bell, Peter Barnes, Dennis Stewart, those types of players. Uh, but. When I've, as I've got older, and then obviously in a time where we had such investment and a team that's been awash with incredible players, David Silva has just taken it to a different level for me. You know, he encompasses everything and more that I believe a midfield player should have, and he's so unique. There really isn't anybody like him. We can talk about player profiles and number six and number eight and number 10, someone that's box to box, these types of players. But there's been nobody like David Silva. There really hasn't. And so for me, as a as a City fan who has seen some amazing players and, and uh, obviously more recently and when I was very young, he will be 
the uh, the ultimate uh, player for me. And and uh, just to jump into one of your um, thought processes, uh, if anyone was going to have um, a statue outside the stadium, then I'd happily put money towards someone <laughs> like David Silva being outside our stadium, 100%. I would, would go along with all that. Well, the statues definitely, had the, yeah, don't care much for mosaics and lifelong season tickets for our, uh, retiring players. I think these are some statues that no one would want to tear down either, so they're very, very <laughs> popular ones. Uh, we should have statues, and he's, yeah, right at the front of the... This, we don't have to ration them anyway. He'd be, yeah, one of the first that should go up. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I think we've been asked before. I don't like ranking yeah. the greats. I mean, for me, you know, Colin Bell's too early. So I, I'm always looking at last... I'm looking at, you know, comparing David Silva to Yaya or comparing to Sergio or Vinny. You know, the obvious comparisons are all totally different players, different characters, and done amazing things for this club. I would never want... I would never... I'd probably refuse to, you know, to rank them. But David Silva's... He's not fourth in that four. He might well be at the top. He's yeah. He's just. Uh, it's going to be one of the hardest one. You know, departures for us fans to uh, to accept. Really. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was always going to come, but he's up there. Just a consummate professional footballer, person, everything, just all round, basically. Yeah. Well, let's, let's come at it from a different angle then, Paul. How important a role has he played in the transformation of City? Because it's notable that he arrived in 2010 when things were really... I mean, prior to that, we were kind of accumulating players, weren't we, and kind of trying to elevate ourselves in a kind of um, a quick fashion. Then we got David, we got Yaya in that summer. Um, so looking back over the last decade, how important a role has he played from taking us from there to here? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting question. I mean, it's certainly, um, I think he was brought in by Roberto Mancini, if, if I'm if I'm thinking correctly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and when he first came into the club, we, we knew that, he, well, obviously, we can watch clips uh, on YouTube and think, you know, this player looks like he's, he can handle the football. Um, he looks a bit slight, you know, but he'll be one for the future, we hope. And, you know, when he first came in, I remember him, um, there was a, I think it was a, um, a pre-season game when we had games at uh, the Etihad and he played in, in one of those games and, and um, he showed glimpses but I think it really took him um, quite some time more so than Yaya more so than Sergio um, but and, and obviously more so than then Vincent and when Vincent first came, we weren't sure was he centre half or was he a mid, uh, you know a defensive midfield player. Yeah. So David Silva has has once he's found his rhythm and he found his place in the team, became comfortable with the environment. He's been the player that I would suggest, uh, yeah, I mean, as part of a spine, because he hasn't done it by himself, and we know that. You know, we, we, he's not Superman, although he's not. He's, he's, he's as close as Superman as you could possibly get wearing a City shirt. But um, he has been that player, that go-to player on countless occasions. And in the style of play that Manchester City have adopted over the years, especially, you know, with, with Pep Guardiola, he's been that, for me, that kind of metronome. He's been the player that has kept us ticking all the time. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of keeping the ball, in terms of finding a pass, in terms of just linking the play, our left side of, our, of, of, of Manchester City's attacking um, formation has never been 
so clinical and, and so rhythmic as it has been with David Silva. He's the reason why Leroy Sane has been allowed to flourish. He's the reason why so many players on that left-hand side have been so much more of a player and so much more of a threat and have had so much more of an impact on every single game they've played because of how David Silva has been able to facilitate the best of their game by how he plays and how he sees the game. So I would suggest that, you know, as far as a, a driving force, an attacking force, but an all-round consistent eight out of ten, nine out of ten, pretty much every single week, he has been um, he has been the cornerstone of our meteoric rise to where we are now. Absolutely. Uh, well, Howard, what about from kind of a PR perspective, if you like? Uh, how important a role has David played? I mean, I know from you know United fans and Liverpool fans, kind of mates in the pub, um, around that time in particular, they were being quite dismissive of City and saying we're just buying success. And suddenly we've got this, just play with pure class. Um, how important a role has he played in, in you know giving us a, a, a likable feel? Yeah, I mean, I think we're past the point of caring about whether we're liked as a club, but that's not down to David Silva and either players or mm. you know. Other stuff. He is, that's the point with him. I've never known anything about him off the pitch, and I don't need to with footballers. Yeah. You know, uh, how do you get legend status? A lot of them, you know, Vinny obviously is a diplomat and a spokesman off the pitch, and Zabaleta and, you know, adopted the Mancunian lifestyle. I don't really know anything about David Silva, but it doesn't matter because he is that, you know, he's <laughs> just, you couldn't dislike him really. There's no one really that could dislike him as a human being or as a footballer, you might pretend to as a rival fan. But you're right, you know, when he came in, say 2010, I think, Paul just remind me, he's doing a, an article on uh, Sven's and Thaksin's year at the club and he actually scored for Valencia in that yes. Thomas Cook trophy before we all went to Albert Square to uh, have a free curry on Thaksin. So <laughs> when Valencia won the Thomas Cook one nil, he actually scored the goal that day. And we knew nothing about him at the time, of course. And he arrived with Yaya, and it's it is along with Sergio the most exciting, I think, transfer announcement there is because I didn't know Yaya was going to be the sort of player he was go- he ended up being. You know, he played in defence, I think, against United in the European Cup final. I thought he was more defensive player, yeah. but you knew with David Silva you were getting something amazing. And yeah, what he's seen. An ambassador for the club just by, you know, just by being what he is on the pitch. I always thought him and Yaya and Sergio would be here for three years, get had enough of the rain, and would be thankful for getting three years out of him. And to think he's been here ten, yeah, what? Uh, I mean, he's people like yeah, players like him have done wonders for for the portrayal of this club. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, Paul mentioned earlier about the kind of um, you know a short amount of time it took David to kind of find his rhythm in English football. Uh, and, and you've referred to there as to kind of you know his early appearances at the Etihad. Um, I can remember his debut against Spurs. Uh, he looked so slight. He was easily dis- dispossessed a number of times. Personally, I was fearful that you know just that type of player he was wouldn't fit in, into the Premier League. Paul, do you think it's just a, a theory? This, but he's been that good at what he does that he's almost bent English football to his will. That, like you said earlier as well, that there's, he's incomparable. You can't really think of other players like him. Um, and yet he slotted in in English football and excelled 
almost as if it's it's not necessary to be this kind of big box to box midfielder that we were used to at the time. He's it's like we've changed around him because he's been so good. Well, again, you know, in in terms of um, his footballing intelligence, so he's he's been able to 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 um, just create a path all of his own. Yes, he's yeah. been able to be. He will be synonymous with the with the number ten um, as as a modern number ten, but in in a different way, um, because if if you think about a player that in in modern terms can can break the lines. Those midfield lines to, to to play in pockets, to be able to play in tight spaces, and it's quite comical because I'm doing an assurance role for the Premier League at the moment, mm. and um, when we see the players, they, they do so many rondos. It's always you know two players in the middle, keeping the ball, and you know if David Silva gives the ball away and ends up being in the middle, <laughs> it, it's like it's, there's a people get a nosebleed. They're thinking, you know, what's just happened? Is he feeling okay? Has he has he been drinking? You know, because he just doesn't go in the middle. He just doesn't get the ball away. You know, and and again, you know, he's developed that over a period of time. And and what he's recognised is he's recognised the areas that he needs to improve upon. So his physical presence, how to use his body. You know, and you've noticed that he's become more robust yes, as yeah. time has gone on. So he's recognised as well that this is what I've also got to do myself to fit into our game. So he's recognised that. But at the same time, and that's lovely what uh, what Matt was saying before, is that, you know, he's, he's unique on the pitch, he's unique off of the pitch. And 100%, I don't want to know about his his personal situation. And obviously, with regard to his, his, his child, and that, that was, you know, really a troubling time for him. And we all, you know... Our hearts went out to him, and we we wanted everything to be okay. But you know that's the first thing I've ever really known about David Silva, mm. and and I, I love that fact because I don't need anything to try and taint my 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 uh, my um, appreciation of somebody. You know, and and life today and people today and social media is far too judgmental. You know, based on other people's inadequacies or their their frame of reference. So to have this unique individual that can that, that can play in such a way, but at the same time, you know, is 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 such a, a an anomaly in terms of you know we don't know that much about him, but we just know that he's very loyal, he's supremely consistent, and he's loved by all his teammates, and and that that jumps out to me whenever I think of David Silver and see David Silver, I think that. You know, not only has he lit the Premier League up and lit our game up, that the fact that he's loved by not just his own teammates, but he's got so much deep respect from players across the Premier League that yes. come and go. Because when you've got a world-class talent like like David Silva has, you know, it, it's someone that you know. I even as as an example, I don't know whether you saw this, but. When after the game against Newcastle, okay, it was Newcastle, and did they turn up? No, they didn't turn up. But you've got someone like Danny Rose, who's who's a player. You know, he's he's a talented footballer, and in his in his day, you know, was very very good, England international. But he shook David Silver's hand, and you could see. Well, he, he touched his elbow, shall we say, because of social distancing. But you just recognise that admiration. 
from a, a professional player to a professional player who didn't necessarily know him, but would have known of him. But there's a deep respect that people have for David Silva because of his humility, because of his his um, his his belief in himself that that just screams at you as someone that is totally in control of the moments that he has. And yeah, he'll make mistakes. Some games he will be stronger than other games. But he's someone that is so, you know, incomparable in terms of the English game, the Premier League game. We've seen incredible talents. But, you know, we've seen goal scorers from from uh, the likes of Andy Cole, Thierry Henry, right through to, 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 to our wonderful Sergio Aguero. You know, we've seen incredible centre-halves from, you know, back in the days of, of, of your Ferdinand and your Vidic's right the way through to, to Vincent Kompany. You know, we've seen dogs of war that can put the foot in and wear the heart and the Zabaletas. We've never seen a David Silva. We really have never seen anyone that can compare to that man. And that's the reason why I just think that, that the game has had to, you know, just make an extra space for him because we haven't seen this guy before. And a bit like um, with, uh, we compare Jurgen Klopp to, to, to Pat Guardiola to go off on a very brief tangent. You know, Jurgen Klopp has changed the game for, for, uh, for Dortmund. He's changed football for Liverpool Football Club. Pat Guardiola has changed football for the English game. Yeah. That's the difference. And that, again, is a similar kind of level to what we're talking about in terms of David Silva. Well, I don't think there's going to be a, a many Blues out there who disagree with a single word of that. Um, but with that in mind, Howard, does that make David Silva irreplaceable when he moves on? Is, it, is there any point trying to find another David Silva or is it simply a case of we just have to find you know, a new midfielder? Yeah, you don't. It's not... I thought this when yeah you know, when Yaya went. I thought, well, who are we going to get? Who's yeah. got that skill set? Well, you, we didn't, and you didn't have to because the team adapts or just plays differently. Yeah. And yeah, in a way, I think he is irreplaceable. We're not going to see this summer. Phil Foden is talked as his replacement, but he's not an identical no, no. player in terms of skill set. Yeah. But he might play in the same parts of the pitch, uh, and you know, he'll do brilliantly there. But he's not a replacement for David Silva. And if we get bring someone in, no, I don't think we'll bring in. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I'm not an expert scouting the the best players of Europe, but I wouldn't know a name out there who could be compared to him right now, playing in Europe's top leagues. And I don't think City are going to go and find an identical player. I think we will just change the way we play in a way. Yeah. And um, Paul, you touched on yeah. one of my favourite aspects of of kind of David Silva and, and his story, which is the sheer respect that he gets from not just teammates but the opponents and, and you know people in the media. Um, and so often what we talk about is his unerring ability to find space. And from one midfielder to another, is that an aspect of his game that you've also marvelled at down the years? Yeah, well, um, it's interesting. You know, you talk about um, players that have got that, that um, almost an innate an innate ability to be able to to to, to create space, and and that's the reason why David Silva is so unique, and and it, it's it's something that you know one one thing that I've I've recognised, um, and it's something that I know has been studied is around sort of the top top players and and some kind of key traits that 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 they that they have, mm. and and one is that they the the ability to scan and how they scan 
on a such a regular basis. And if you watch David Silver, you know, he scans constantly. Yeah. And and the space he's able to create is partly because of how he scans and it's also a feel. And it's that some players have that and some players just don't have that. And with recognising that that space that he has and 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 that feel that he has, it means that he knows how to receive the ball in the space that he has, which is going to optimise his body shape and his ability to offload the, that pass. Now, if you notice, he'll check his, his shoulder three, four, five, six times, and almost like a 360. It's almost like he's got his own drone that's hovering over his head <laughs> that is looking out for him. Yeah. And, and and that enables him to, to to take the ball from left to right, from right to left, just to, to get to get the ball and, and to pass it back to receiver again. And and sometimes, you know, it's a skill that, that I'm sure we see with certain strikers about knowing when to move but knowing when to stand still. And and David Silver it, uh, over time he's been able to develop that that appreciation so that not only is he fully aware of the position that he's in, but he also can decipher the two passes before he receives the ball and and the potential passes that he's got as the ball's coming into him. Now, the best players are scanning once that ball's either on its way so or that player's just had that first touch before they pass the ball. And that's when he is scanning, and that's when he can feel a player, and he'll know what almost what angle the player is closing in on him at, so that he can offload the pass to receive it again, or to put that pass in for that player. And that's something which you know when you're playing tight spaces, and and maybe because of his physicality that he's had to adapt to playing with you know physically bigger players he's got to try and find a way and that's that innate ch- intelligence that he has in, in in sport i would suggest when he was younger never mind just in football but he's been able to find a way and so that space that he's able to create is a combination of um all those things combined which you chip away over time and you get better and better and you just refine and, and you polish until you get to a stage where whenever David Silva is in that space uh, that he's that he's able to find, you know that he's on the half turn and there's going to be a pass either into a striker, into a channel, into an overlapping fullback or it's given that ball back to where it's come from for him to change his angle again to receive it and to pass forward always looking to play forward so you know as a midfield player who's probably more box to box and let me tell you I would never ever try to compare myself to David Silva what I'm saying is that that innate talent is something which you can you can work on things like recognising when to perhaps scan and and, and recognising that the best players recognise when they do do that, that then improves their pass completion, the accuracy of their passing, the time of the pass, the weight of the pass. All those things are combined. But the thing is that David Silva is able to recognise those moments far, far quicker than the average footballer or the majority of elite footballers. And that's another the reason why you put him on a pedestal above pretty much anybody else. Well, I mean, I remember um, Glenn Hoddle saying that as he was coming through as a teenager, um, he either read it in an interview or he was spoken to directly by Jimmy Greaves, 
who said, you know, half of your game should be basically, you know, scanning around, looking around, kind of getting a full picture. And he said it absolutely transformed his game. Um, I know so much of David Silver's skill set is is natural. It can't be taught. It can't be coached. Um, as we've discussed, he's unique in that way. But when you think of Phil Foden training with him every day, that's really encouraging, isn't it, Paul? To think that you know he's learning these kind of um, traits from from the maestro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody to to to, to steal the airways, Howard. I know you'll get your your <laughs> chance to have say... a chat, mate. Can I just say, people will be quite happy that you're asking more questions. Feel free to carry on. Yeah. No worries, no worries, mate. Well, again, not being rude. Um, uh, with regard to to um, to Phil Folding, obviously, when you when you see him in training, and the fact that he's been able to stay in and around the first team, so he's trained, you know, for such a long period of time, you forget how long he's been with the first team now. Yeah. And absolutely, you know, there's going to be things that he'll recognise, there's things that he'll see. There's, there's questions that he'll ask of himself that he'll recognise the other players and think, you know, why is that so successful for that player? You know, why does he do it in that way? And, you know, how successful is that, you know, over a period of time of the game? And, and how can he then affect a game? affect that position what position does he actually take up which means that you know I'm going to be in a better position then to go and break forward to break the lines to, to, to pass the ball into the areas that are going to cause so many more problems for the team we're playing against you know that 1v1 situation you know um, is 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 key if you're going to you know across 11v11 especially when there's no fans in place that's one of the reasons why more recently we have been you know so dominant because there's been no 12th man for the teams and you, you now you recognize it can make a difference it really can you know so let's pat ourselves on the back as, as fans because we can make a difference yeah. we may not be able to impact on players wages anymore but we can impact on how they play and how a team's success can be increased with that fan support you know, but when you come to Phil Foden, again, he's a player that has had to, you know, find his way. He's had to deal with being the slightest player on the pitch. He's had to, 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 to find a way to impact a game and, and avoid injury. Something else that David Silva has had to do, you know, over the years. Absolutely, and what yeah. And that's what Phil Foden is, is picking up on. He's picking on those nuances in terms of not only what passes to... to, to um, to, to play but the runs to expect on the back of those consistent areas that we know uh, are are going to, to, to get beyond the player, going to create chances. So as a case in point, the pass that he made for Kevin De Bruyne for the second goal against Newcastle was a David Silva pass. <laughs> but if you think about it, the, the weight of the pass, knowing the speed of the of, of movement that Kevin De Bruyne had adopted and, and that, that moment between the ball going out of play and that ball staying in play was a David Silva pass, which, which Phil Foden has, 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 has noticed. And he has got that pass appreciation, that weight of pass, the way that he strikes a football. You know, he, he's learning from David Silva as to if, if that ball at that moment with that weight of pass at that angle that's the pass that defenders can't defend against and it creates the opportunity now where goal chances can be created and scored. So he's not only recognising the passes, he's also now recognising you know, how to use his body, how to roll 
a midfield player, how to avoid a really bad challenge. You know, so he's picking up on all these things. But again, as Howard rightly said, you know, we're not looking to replace David Silva for a new David Silva. Because what Phil Folding will bring, he'll also bring something different. So he's never going to replace David Silva in that regard. But it'll also mean that, you know, our left backs, our left our left wing back, our left midfield player that's going to play up top or whatever has got to find different ways. So our left side will connect in a different way, you know, whereas David Silva would orchestrate our left hand side to such a way that it would be it would be um it would create overloads where they wouldn't necessarily feel like there could even be overloads and he would be able to manipulate the football in a way which would make it so much more um uh, comfortable for players to then pass the ball first time or to be able to pass a ball into an area and these are the things that, that Phil Foden is picking up on how to start a move how to you know keep momentum how to keep the ball how how to know when to hold the ball or when to pass and if you watch John Stones John Stones has been much maligned for that because he'll hold on to the ball till the very last minute but sometimes by doing that, you'll the, the the best players can can recognise that, can set traps and can intercept. And David Silva has also been educating Phil Foden as well as you know that whole left hand side in terms of 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 how to recognise uh, prizing teams open. You know those moments in a game where you need to create something different and how to how to how to be able to to understand those moments and listen phil foden is not going to be vincent company off of the pitch you know not many players are but don't expect that of phil foden phil foden's intelligence you know is 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 already gone way beyond a master's degree in terms of his football intelligence and that is something which david silva has been able to work on i just hope that, that players like Phil Folding and players in the game recognise that you know that new age of communication of texting of all those but it, it doesn't it doesn't really help you you've got to have that conversation so if you're a visual learner if you're a you know a tactile learner if you're an auditory learner that's that that's that's recognising that is actually a good thing but nothing can beat sitting down and having 10 minutes with somebody and that is something that David Silver will do he'll be walk over training ground with Phil Foden and those nuggets of gold will be passed on so with being part of that player in terms of every day seeing him watching him you know passing balls with him getting that feel that he has and then having those those conversations with him all of that is a reason why David Silva is so unique because he'll be able to to educate someone without shouting and screaming because he talks the talk and he walks the walk and no one does it better and Phil Foden has got all that that, that wealth of knowledge that's right in front of him. He's been able to grasp it. He's been able to absorb it. And he'll be such a better player on the back of it. Let's be honest. We're seeing the tip of the iceberg of what Phil Foden can do. And Phil Foden could be, in 15 years' time, the next statue that we could have outside <laughs> the Etihad. Because, God willing that he stays fit, he is the one player that I know from Stockport that Barcelona... Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, <laughs> any team would want to sign now. And that, again, is a different reason why he's also unique. Well, 
Howard follow that and um, <laughs> I'd rather not <laughs> and also Howard I'm afraid I've reserved you for the some of the negatives wow. um, the very few negatives there are to say about this unbelievable player but there's two what do come to mind when, when kind of you know we discussed this part and I was looking at, at kind of a player as a whole um, so just kind of quick fire because we don't want to kind of linger on, on downsides here but um, for you both Howard firstly there's a charge that he's failed to really turn on consistently in the biggest games. Would you say that was fair? Not him individually, no, not really. Okay. Uh, I mean, what's the biggest game? So we're talking European well, games. Well, I mean, he really. got stand innovation at the Burnabout. So I mean, I, I, I don't normally, I don't actually go along with this, but this is something well, that other people have said. Yeah. Well, a game's just popped into my head before, you know, of a big game, mm. and it was 2014, we lost 3-2 to Liverpool, it looked like, you know, that was going to lose us the league, yeah. but of course it didn't in the end, and they were 2-0 up early doors, obviously Raheem Sterling scored, we were up against it, we should have won that game, because we came back and it was just, you know, but then they scored a goal, and it was, you know, if I remember, unless I've completely misremembered it, it was the genius of, you know, a player like David Silva that literally dragged the team back into that, yeah. and if you could talk about failures in European games, well, you can't pin it on him because our failures in Europe have literally have not been down to individuals. You know, it's been tactical errors, been mistakes perhaps, and not mistakes from him, and just the team not really performing to the level we'd hoped for. Really, that's not really on him. He's got 125 caps for Spain during the period when they it's probably their greatest team. You know. Players like Xavi and Iniesta, you know, just look at all about 10 years ago at Barcelona, talk about him more than he talks about them, the respect they have for him. He's done it yeah. in big games for his country. He scored in the Euro final, I think, the first goal against yeah. Italy in 2012. Yeah. So if he could do it for his country, I don't think he's going to be overall doing it for his club. Now, domestically, we've won you know, everything. So I don't think it'd be labelled at him, and I think it's a collective thing if we're talking about the big game. He's not one of those players. I mean, I think with Kevin De Bruyne, I can see Kevin De Bruyne more visibly dragging a team through a game. You know, bringing them up, being yeah. a more Steven Gerrard type player. That's not what David Silva's about. But he can change a game. It might not be so obvious. He's just you know he can control the game without it being obvious without hitting a 30-yard shot into the top corner or obviously he wouldn't be clearing them off the line or doing stuff like that. So, no, I, I don't think that's fair at all. He ha- he's been pretty much one of our most consistent players. When he had a little dip a few years ago, it turned out he was carrying an, an-, an ankle injury for quite a while. Yeah. So even when his form dipped then, there was a reason for it. So I don't think that's a fair criticism. The only thing really... Obviously, he's not defensive. He won't track back and that much, and he's not expected. It's not his role, uh, though. In the last year, in that Amazon documentary, I think it was commented on that he wasn't covering the yards he used to. But of course, that's because he's getting older. Like it happens to all of us. The only thing is, he's the third top scorer for Spain, I think, ever, and his scoring rate for his his country is a bit better, considerably better than for City, which is about one in five, I think. Yeah. If I had to criticise anything, I would say his gold is not... I mean, Phil Foden, I think, has already got one... You know, yeah, already that, has some David Silva. Yeah. Is the gold for his directness. Uh, you put in the notes. We have... I mean, we've not needed him to score loads of goals. This team has never been 
short of goals since the day he arrived. So it's not been a big problem. And maybe his role for Spain is different. Maybe he's more, he's told to get into the box more. Uh, but I do feel, yeah, you, know, you put in the notes that this team has occasionally been one of those teams we've seen it this season with the profligacy. Is one of those teams that just try and walk it in sometimes. And if there was one thing he could add, it would be a greater goal return. But that's really <laughs> scraping yeah, around for something to, you know, to find. So. It is, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Let's look back on his decade and Paul. What stands out for you as is as your highlights? Never mind his highlights. You know your particular highlights as a fan watching him. Um, what kind of really jumps out at you as his kind of best bits, if you will? Well, that's that's a really difficult thing to answer because there's just there's just that many occasions, you know. Yeah. I really I really couldn't sort of single, you know, one particular moment. Uh, um, I would say if if one one thing was going to epitomise the the genius, the brilliance, and the spontaneity of um, of David Silva, it would have been. The pass for Jekko for the six-one, the oh, sixth goal. Beautiful volley. Um, because you know that was, it was wasn't only the fact that he caught it, how he caught it, but in the same movement, having to volley it in in such a way that landed absolutely in his in his stride. You know, and that was like a, it must have been a 40, 50 yard pass. You know. Um, that's the kind of those special moments. I mean, we, we know he scored, he scored some great goals, and we know that you know he's he's been able to create countless chances. And and you know what, Howard makes a really really good point. It's the only the only thing that I mean, and it's not a negative, but he he, he has scored more goals for Spain. And you know, maybe is it the fact that there's that. There's, there's such a talent of goal scorers at Manchester City that that really he, he'd not necessarily been expected yeah. to have that on his shoulders. Yeah. You know, there's there's goals from everywhere in this team and always has been. It's never been a reliance on a striker. You know, it's not like we had you know Gordon Davis and Mark Lilly scoring nine between them all season and that was <laughs> no one else scored. There might have been a, a penalty or a, or a corner and that that'd be it. No disrespect to Gordon and Mark by the way, but you know there's been like this season has shown, there's been five players who scored more than ten goals, and there's probably two or three more that are very close to also scoring ten goals. So it just gives you an indication that David Silva, you know, um, is not necessarily, you know, been been that player that had to get the goals, but a bit like Kevin De Bruyne in terms of how he creates chances. But also, just by his movement, guys, by his movement, he creates the space. And he's always a diversion because if you allow him any space, he'll create something. So just by him being on the pitch mm. and by the, the types of passes and the runs that he makes, you know, he's always he's always going to unnerve defences and always going to, 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 to catch people in, in no man's land. You know, where you're, you're caught half and half, but really you're flat-footed, you're on your heels because you don't want to leave that space just in case someone like Spanish Dave is able to get into that space with that football because then you're in trouble. But it's it's the fact that, you know, on countless occasions, you know, he's been able to manipulate a game and, and, and create almost like, um, if you can imagine uh, a Sabutio table where there's been three centimetres taking off the legs 
on the left-hand side. And whether you like it or not, that ball rolls to that side. He's been that magnet. He's created our left-hand side of, of, of our attack attacking force has been, has been so much more of a threat consistently because of him. And he's also taken um, a team to a stage where he's raised the standards. You know, we talk about how Man United over time created a standard whereby Sir Alex didn't need to give anybody a hairdryer because they'd sort it out themselves because that was a level. Mm. But David Silva has done that without having to grab anybody by the, by the, the shirt collar like Roy Keane might have done. He's done it by how he passes the ball, how he receives the ball, the fact that he's always available to receive it in tight areas to keep it, to calm things down and showing this team that you can rest with the football. Think about that. You know, we're the only team that really rests with the football and that (laughs) has come from David Silva. So in a different way to Kevin De Bruyne is a breathtaking talent and he'll be in those moments of brilliance. But David Silva defeats teams just by submission because he's always there. He's always available. He's always making that consistent pass. He's always going to be that threat to you. You can never switch off for a moment because David Silva is on the pitch. He almost like he changes the weather on one side of a pitch almost. You know, it can create some sunshine for, for, for Manchester City fans and that spring fresh morning, but it creates thunder and lightning for defensive <laughs> defences because they just don't know how to deal with the weather. You know, and, and that's something that David Silva has. So, so much more than, than any player that I've seen is that, you know, the, the moments that I've got of David Silva are, are just too many to, too many to mention. And, and all I'll be guided by is that, you know, when I use the analogy of a, of a, um, a graphic equaliser, you know, David Silva has that effect. He can turn it up, he can turn it down. Yes. He can turn it up, he can turn it down. He can go from a 2 to a 10 to a 6 to a 5. And it's always with the football and he can dictate. I've not seen any player dominate David Silva for 90 plus minutes of a game. Now, it may have happened. I don't recall that. So I would suggest that my overriding memory of David Silva will be a 9.5 out of 10. Well, I don't think any player can come close to that. You're not making him leaving any easier, or does <laughs> No, no. I, I'm actually choked thinking about it, to be honest. Well, I mean, you said there, Paul, about um, kind of sharing the kind of goal load uh, at City. Um, something what um, is interesting to me is that his link-up play, his partnership with Aguero, only Frank Lampard but Didier Drogba has set up a teammate more in Premier League history. Um, so obviously it would just be an absolute joy for professional football to play with David Silva but particularly for someone like Sergio Aguero you'd think is just to have it on a plate time and time and time again and um, so Howard what about you when you look back at the last 10 years kind of you know what jumps out at you what would be your kind of abiding memory I think Paul's yeah he's pretty much summed it up Uh, just about the goals quickly, let's not forget we were overloaded with strikers in the early years, so yes. yeah, it wasn't up to him to score. I mean, we had four big hitters at one point as well. This, he's, the, the key thing about, well, there's so many key things, ways to describe why he's the greatest uh, and why he's the greatest assister in the last decade in the Premier League. He's not a highlights real player. He's not the one. Yeah, you could watch a YouTube video of him putting it into the top That's corner. That's very true, very And true, the stats yeah. are irrelevant. You could tell me he's only scored four goals for City. It wouldn't mat- mm. change one thing. I know he's just brilliant. So 
it's not a, he's the one player it's not about moments it's about a decade really yeah. uh, the, the the old Trafford 6-1 was amazing uh, and that early goal against Blackpool was just you know beautiful uh, but you know I'm not going to say a goal against Blackpool is this for someone who's won you know I don't know four Premier Leagues and about six uh, seven domestic cup competitions as well you know it's it's the whole period in a way for me. So, uh, but Howard, just to jump in there, down to one one moment, yeah. Just Howard, what you said before was right, though. In terms of David Silver in Spain, would you would you argue, Howard, that City, because of how he's played at City in this team, has actually made him a far far better player for Spain? Well, I think. I mean, I was looking at some... Uh, I would have to agree, because I was looking at some stats. I mean, it's an age thing, but he's, he made his debut in Spain, according to Wikipedia, which I'm sure he's always right, in 2006. In the 2010, was it a World Cup in 2010? Yeah. Uh, he only played in two of the finals games. So he really blossomed as a Spanish international in during their greatest period, when they were overloaded with just pure quality midfield after he joined City. So, yeah, absolutely. I think he's blossomed, you know, club football is what you, is the bread and butter. It's what he's spending 95% of his time doing. And clearly, his form at City, because he said, I think he got like player of the month after a slightly slow start, as you'd expect for someone coming into the country. He got like player of the month, October, November, December in that first season. So he soon got going, and his international career never looked back either. So yeah, I I'll definitely agree that it's linked, and and I think City benefit. You know, it's a two way thing in a way. To have a player who's playing against such a talented international side like that must benefit. Oh, absolutely! His, you know, everyone, him, uh, his manager, you know, whoever the manager at City was at the time, and all the players will get to train with him all the time. So. Well, final question for you both. Um, I, I won't ask about kind of you know us saying goodbye because you know it's going to be hard for all of us for such a special player. But is it kind of additionally sad that it's going to go about in such circumstances? It is. Um, you know, we're going to be deprived of a proper send off. Um, let's hope there's going to be a testimonial next year. You know, there should be. And um, but until then, um, you know, Paul, this isn't the way we wanted to say goodbye, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Absolutely not. And and um, it is a it is a real shame because um, as much as you know, we know how it was with um, with Zaba, um, and 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 with Yaya, uh, and and uh, you know, time will catch up on everyone. You know, it'll be it'll be Sergio next. But with regard to uh, David, what we have heard uh, on I'd suggest numerous occasions now from Pep Guardiola is that you know he's not going to let this time spoil the fact that we will have our moment in the summer, David Silva. We will be able to, you know, say goodbye and to say thank you in in the most appropriate way. And for someone that for lots of play for lots of fans, he 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 is you know our greatest ever. And I think that even the king himself, uh, Colin, would would be happy that if he's going to be usurped by somebody, then then so be it, because you know he is that good. And 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 
I think as well, because of his humility, you know, he won't make a big song and dance about it, you know, and, yeah. and, and that just, that just makes you to respect the guy even more. I mean, I, just let you know, I mean, I, I say I'm doing this uh, assurance officer role for the Premier League at the moment due to COVID. So I, I get to go in and observe training and just make sure that everything's okay in terms of keeping the guy safe and mitigate against any potential risks. And, um, you see the likes of you know Ilkai and Kevin and the guys all you know going about the business you know and some it's a lovely feel a lovely atmosphere but it's ironic I saw David Silver walk in you know he parked his car and he walked in a pair of jeans and a and a t-shirt just carrying a box in of of, of su- box of something or other you know but it, it's just you know you, 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 it, it could be the guy that was delivering the post. You know, you wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. wouldn't. You wouldn't know that that was a guy that the night before literally took apart a team of elite footballers. You know, apart single-handedly. You know, with a, he just swatted them away. And the same guy just walks in humble as you like. Good morning, uh, good morning to me. Good morning to the next guy. And you know, it just kind of, it just makes you. T- take a step back and think you know wow you know this is a guy that has achieved so much that's still able to offer so much and yet despite all that is the kind of guy that would walk in you know unannounced go about his business not make a big deal about anything and go home to his lovely family and it's those kind of things that when you hear about and you see it firsthand and you know how he's treated people at the club you know staff and and fans alike and you know in such an environment where there are lots of you know um real prominent characters you know he's the one player that has more than anybody else has let his football do the talking and i think that's another reason why as city fans we will flock to whatever time um uh, pep guardiola or be it, whoever that might be uh, is able to 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 create an, an event and, it, and i hope it isn't just going to be a game where we get five minutes before the game or afterwards mm. i think it has to be a standalone game as you've said how i think it was you or, or might have been you know you steve that had mentioned it that some kind of a you know a testimonial game yeah. and and to get that chance for us to say thank you because i think it's a day that that he's earned and i think we've earned the right to be able to give him that send-off too so i think all those things combined i think there's an inevitability about it well, Can I ask um, you one question? Sorry to put yeah. in state. Is it the heart really in the head to suggest that we try and sign him up for an extra year? I don't think it's an option, but... No, I, well, yeah, it's, it, it's not an option, but when you've seen how, how he's been and how fit he looks, you know, and, and maybe there's a, there's a part of, of him that is thinking, you know, perhaps I have got another year, but I also believe that he, he, he's... I get the sense that he just wants, a, you know, one more one more opportunity to, to, to play somewhere else and just to have that experience for him and his family yeah. and who can begrudge him that but rest assured if there was that opportunity that he he would stay and he would play you know you'd like to think that even if it was a cameo role you know just the presence of having him in and around the training the training ground and having him around the players that he would just be um uh, I, I, an enormous influence on the team going forward, but I think he's left enough gold dust for us to be to be able to to move forward for the next five ten years. You know, without without a shadow of a doubt. 
Is what? his character wrong? You know, the unassuming character you talk about, is it wrong for a coaching role in the future, or does that not matter at all? You um, have to I be think, loud and extroverted. Well, to... absolutely, no, you don't. You don't. You know, you have to be assured. But you know, I think, I think often with that with that coaching um, position, you know, it, it, it's got to be, you know, a driving force. And you could always see Vincent Company being a coach. You could yeah. always see him being that. Yeah. You know, and from the sounds of it, Pat Guardiola was always going to be that. But there were other individuals that you know that they, they've had their time and and they just don't see that as being part of their of their makeup. I, I get the impression that David Silva, you know, once his career is over, that he'll go back to to um, Spain and he'll just he'll enjoy his family, you know, and, and he'll enjoy that time and enable his family to flourish and just to support, you know, his his child. Hopefully, more yeah. children are going to come. That you know, and and just be able to enjoy those moments because he's left a legacy you know which is going to be you know um uh, something to to really cherish and to be to be hugely proud of both as a as an international footballer and as a manchester city great and and as as we mentioned before but my opinion the greatest well howard should there be a testimonial um you know all three of us be going of course and how do you anticipate you'd be feeling that particular night the problem with testimonials is the delay. So, uh, it, you know, Vinny, Vinny gave us a send-up for with that goal against Leicester. It's just ridiculous. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it obviously is a shame that it, it's turned out this way, but there's bigger there's bigger things in the world going on, and, you know, there's a lot of shames, you know, and things that we can't control at the moment. When will it be? Probably a year away. I don't... Most of the times we say, well, testimonial, you know, we talk about it now and it's like in a year you won't feel the same, time passes, you move on. But I don't think it will with him. So I just think it'll be a special night if they did it in October this year or did it, you know, they have done mid-season. I mean, Vinny's was mid-season, was it not? Uh, But if they did it next summer, you know, it wouldn't matter. I think it would just be a special night and an emotional one. And it, it has to happen, really. I mean, even if... You know, there'd been no virus and we'd played out the season. I don't know. Would you have? Got, there still would have been one, but I think it. You know, it would. It becomes even more special now because we need, we need to be there to see him in, the, in the flesh in a city shirt for one more time. Yeah. yeah. But, and I would add just to add to that that there's not going to be many testimonials where you're going to get players that are going to be actively asking if they can take part. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah the, the, yeah, the opposition World Eleven could be quite tasty. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's worth going for that, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. that's a great way to end, and, and thank you so much for joining me today, both of you. Thank you very much, Paul. Pleasure, Stephen. And thank you very much, Howard. Yeah, pleasure as always. Um, for a decade, we've been spoiled, lavished and blessed to have one of the greatest players of his generation parade his wares for Manchester City. It will hurt to say goodbye, but like Winnie the Pooh once said, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and each other, and forever up the blues. <laughs>